welcome to the Untitled Art Podcast presented by Artsy. My name is Emily Cunahan, head of collector and institutional development with Untitled Art. And I'm pleased to introduce our panelists today, Julio Criado of Alarcón Criado Gallery, exhibiting at the fair at booth B38, and DJ Hellerman, curator for the SCAD Museum of Art. And they are joining us today to discuss the work of artist Ira Lombardia. And without further ado, I will hand the mic over for, for you all to discuss. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. Um, it's a great pleasure to have the opportunity to talk, to have a talk here with DJ Hellerman at Untitled Art Fair. Um, about the Ira Lombardia's work. It's a great opportunity because, um, in fact, we have at the SCAT Museum an incredible exhibition of Ira Lombardia that was curated by DJ Hellerman. I invite all the people to come to visit before the 10th of January, that is the finishing of the exhibition. And um, thanks to Untitled to provide the opportunity to us to talk and to share with the people the um, IRAS investigation. Um, first, all, first of all, I would like to make an introduction to what is, who is Ira and what she's doing right now. Um, Ira Lombardia is a Spanish artist based actually in Syracuse, uh, in the state of New York. Um, and she's an uh, artist and researcher. Um, she's combining in both uh, disciplines the, her reflections. And I would like to start to, to say, apologize, because it's not possible to have the artist here uh, with, among us uh, talking about her. Uh, because she's a great speaker and she has a good uh, conversation, but we are going to do, try to do our best to share with <laughs> our thoughts about her. No? I would like to start, because she's not here, for a um, sentence that, by her, and she said that uh, art is the only, the last space we have to think and to think about, and to, or not only to think, to rethink things. So uh, this is the, the way that we can do an approach about her work, because her work is not just for looking, it's maybe for thinking, you know? And uh, it, this is a special uh, symbolic meaning because um, she's a visual artist, uh, but she's not doing, for example, she's not one to doing photographs, no? Maybe people can think that she's, talk, she's her main investigation is about image uh, in the post-digital uh, era, that we are, the place, the moment where we are, but she's not adding more images to this world. Uh, I would like to mention that uh, uh, seven years ago she uh, develop a project called uh, Visual Strike uh, and she stayed for almost three years without taking, without uh, publishing anything in media. Uh, her website was blocked. She refused all the possibilities to take part in exhibitions. So she's uh, want to think to how we are consuming images and what is this world where we are living where there is like 
millions and millions of images. So the um, monopoly of the uh, images and the creation is not from the side just of the artist. It's maybe in popular and common. So I think that uh, this is part of uh, her main investigation. His, he will, she would like to create tensions between manual and digital, between the popular things and the cult, culture, high culture, uh, what is minoritary and what is uh, majoritary in the, in the world. So, and also, um, I would like to mention that uh, she's now investigating how the artist is losing the control about the, their own artworks. No? and it's depending on the intervention and the actuation with the public. So um, this is the main topics that I think that uh, is part of the investigation of Aira Lombardia. I think that uh, the exhibition that already is, uh, is uh, currently exhibited at the SCAT Museum is like uh, represent very well what she's doing right now, what she's planning to do, and uh, it's a pleasure for me to have uh, here at DJ Hellerman to try to explain what is the exhibition and what is the, the things that's happened there. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, Julio. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks to Untitled. And then also, I want to thanks to uh, uh, Joyce Belay for creating this really, really incredible installation that we get to, uh, that we get to uh, enjoy. So thank you. Um, yeah, so thank you um, for that introduction of Ira and um, her work. I think one of the things I can maybe continue to, to talk about a little bit, um, the exhibition at SCAD is called Void. Um, and the entire exhibition um, comes, in some way, is connected to um, Eve Klein's the, Vo the Void photograph from 1960. Um, and that, you know, in the exhibition, Ira is thinking about photography um, as a site of encounter um, and the image as a site of collaboration, um, not necessarily an image as uh, a document of truth or fact. Um, an image is a site where multiple people can come together um, and have some sort of encounter and even maybe it's a site of manipulation. Um, so that void really kind of takes that um, in many different forms. Um, the exhibition will be up at SCAD until January 10th when it closes. Um, so if anybody's listening to this, please come to Savannah um, to see it. Um, one of the interesting things we can talk about, Julio, is um, for the exhibition, we um, SCAD students designed a custom app, a smartphone application um, that'll work on an iPhone or an Android. There's, no, okay. Um, and so SCAD students designed an app with Ira directly. Um, we had um, programmers, we had uh, UX designers, so that you could interact with Ira's work. So in, in I guess, in some way, it's like um, like green screen technology or a Chroma replacement app. So what you would do with this application, it functions just like um, a weather like um, like a weather person. If you stand in front of um, red, green, blue, or yellow, um, you can select that color and you can change um, 
you can change the background or the foreground of the image with whatever photograph is in your phone. Um, and that also, so that's what um, the, the kind of color blobs that you're looking at can be replaced with any image you have on your phone. And then the app allows you to share those images so you can you know, send them around and distribute them. And a lot of that comes from Eve Klein's photograph. Um, he it was a photograph of him leaping out of a window that was really um, a visual lie or visual manipulation. There were two photographs, one of just the street and the apartment where he was leaping. And then the other one, there was a photograph of him and a group of people um, that were catching him in like, um, like, a, like a trampoline. And in the dark room, he just burned out the other image. And then you have this iconic image of this kind of moment of like leaping or falling, this kind of moment of a precipice of maybe terror. Um, and then to take it further, he um, created a newspaper um, and published it one time. And he took the image and printed it on the cover of the newspaper and then distributed it through Parisian newsstands. So. Klein was interested in this idea of image construction, image manipulation, and image circulation. Um, and, and that's a really foundational element of Ira, what she's thinking about and this exhibition. Um, in relation with the application that um, um, DJ Hellerman mentioned um, about designed by the SCAD team, the Department of Interactive Art in the university, um, we have actually here in the fair, uh, in our booth, some works and we can show you how the, the application can work with the pieces, no? But in fact, the, the meaning is that um, there is an important uh, reason to do this by, by IRA. And it's like a kind of uh, happening or performative action where connect a bidimensional work with a viewer that can uh, operate with her, their own hands and to perform the image on, on itself. And finally, to uh, upload to the social media and make a multiplication possibilities of, in that works. No? So this is an, an important thing because maybe in the museum sometimes you say, please, no photos. No, it's the contrary. Do photos, please. Because the final uh, thing is that, no? It's the hands of the viewer who is finishing the artworks, no? And I think that it's the new, uh, new period and new era uh, talking about this, no? Something that um, is like a central concern of, of Idris is thinking about when a painting can become an image. So when can we take a physical object, translate it into something digital, like a pixel, and then how can that pixel then become a physical object again? Right, so this like back and forth cyclical thing is something that's really important to her. So like when, when can a photograph become a sculpture is something that we're thinking about in the exhibition a lot. And when can a sculpture become a photograph? And as we were making the exhibition, we were joking around about um, paintings um, that you can buy on a coffee mug, right? Like, you know, if you go to a museum gift shop, you can buy coffee mugs of like master paintings or something, right? So we were joking and we kind of had this conversation of like, do you think it would be possible, because this was a pandemic, like do you think it would be possible to teach art history only using mugs from a gift shop? And the question would be, what would, what would that history be? 
right? What will we learn about that history? So for the exhibition at SCAD, we built three totems. They're seven, eight, and nine feet tall, all made from mugs that we purchased from museum gift shops. And then we organized them in chronological order. They're stacked on top of each other. Um, one mug is uh, titled Paris, or, and one totem is titled Paris. One totem, totem is titled World War II, and it talks about a trajectory of art history, right? Like a, a classic like art history trope of how you would teach the history of art. But as we were doing this, really kind of not surprising, we were very aware that you couldn't get mugs by any artists of color, you know, very few artists of color, and women. Right? So it was mostly like a male-dominated history, which we, which we know in terms of the history, but we're thinking how, how do these paintings have other lives, right? And what does it say about the coffee mug? So one of the mugs that we ordered was a Jackson Pollock mug. And when it arrived, it was, I called Ira immediately, and I said, you're never, this Jackson Pollock mug is the largest mug of all of them. You know, and abstract expressionism has kind of been criticized for being this like massive, macho, like American thing. And then two days later, the Yoyoi Kusama mug arrived, and it was very thin, the smallest mug with thin porcelain, a very thin handle. And I was like, Ira, there's so much information here. Like, that, is, that cannot be a conscious decision, right? But there's information there that we need to understand. So then the third totem was, is titled Mother. And we were able to find a couple of mugs by women artists that um, had influenced Ira in her career. But the rest of the mugs for the entire nine feet, we had to fabricate ourselves. So we have two, two totems that we were able to purchase, one totem that we had three, but it's a nine foot tall totem so we had to like fabricate all of those mugs you know um to kind of talk about that history a little bit so it's a, there's a really interesting and really dynamic play about images and objects and how how art and merchandise can collide in in what i was interested in this idea of of uh, images and creation yes so in fact this this um this piece um, that you meant about the max is also um, a displacement between the merchandising that there are in the store, in the in the museums, inside of the of the rooms in the building in the exhibition. No, there is also another piece related with merchandising. No, that is like um, uh, some uh, huts. No? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, they're, they're caps that are called buzzwords, um, and we, you know, Ira thinks that. Um, images are ahead of theory right now. Images are ahead um, of theory, and we need to create new languages um, to think and express what's happening right now. So um, buzzwords is a series of, well, there's like 70 different hats, all kind of uniquely created. Um, but they're these like really compound mega words um, that Ira is kind of attempting to create a new language. So like one is super neo-mega-ego, and it's this really long word of prefixes and suffixes where she's in a way, you know, trying to create a language, but what happens for the viewer, like what happens for anybody standing in front of the hats, is you have this moment of becoming, uh, of, of experiencing in our, how, it, how it feels to be inarticulate. 
right? To try and have to literally go phonetically through a word to say a word that you don't know and you don't understand the meaning, but feels kind of familiar. Um, so it's a it's it's a it's a smart, sharp, fun game um, with 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 buzzwords. Yeah. Another rule in the museums is uh, please don't touch. No. So. Uh, Ira broke this this rule also with an installation, no? That is called Void. No, yeah. it's a great installation. I, I would like to know uh, a part of that. You can explain this uh, yeah. project. What is the relationship with the public with this project? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the exhibition is called Void, but then Ira also produced a sculpture in this show that is called Void, and that was then the name of the exhibition. It's a massive sculpture. Um, where what you can do is, um, so you have to sign a waiver. <laughs> you have to sign a waiver, take your shoes off, and you basically climb the stairs of this structure, and you can recreate Eve Klein's um, The Void. But it's in a green screen environment. It's, it's, it's Klein Blue, actually, that the, the app is sensitive to. So anybody can come up and literally fall into this pit. Um, and, and then what happens is the person that's actually do, like enacting the fall um, has people documenting their fall. So it, it talks about the idea of collaboration and image making and having to take risks to actually like make what you want, but then depend on other people um, to document it and kind of move, move the ideas around. So yeah, it's definitely a centerpiece um, of the show. Um, sometimes um, It, the, like the museum space retains like a very contemplative feeling, um, but sometimes it gets wild. You know, like we had this little girl who was trying to do the fall and was like really nervous, and people were like screaming and cheering, you know, for her to like actually like take the fall. Um, sometimes people scream as they're falling, you know, off of this thing. Um, it's a it's a really like interesting encounter um, in the museum. So, yeah. And um, in relation with the uh, university, um, what, are, what about the students? What is the feedback about the students about the exhibition? And what is the, also um, the involvement in the exhibition of the different departments that uh, collaborate in, the, in this exhibition for the SCAT? Yeah, so SCAT has incredible resources, um, you know, because of the community that we have. So architecture was involved in the show. You know, our coding and programming department was in involved in the show. User experience in terms of designing the application, the entire branding of the exhibition. Um, so there's a lot of different um, uh, areas of SCAT that are involved in the exhibition, and specifically students. All of our docents are student docents. Um, so they are the ones that we work with, you know, to stand in the gallery and actually, like, work the work. Um, so there's a ton of feedback and a ton of conversations, and they get to really sit with these ideas that Ira's putting forward um, that I think really have a, a significant impact on the way they think about their own work. You know, that's what they're at SCAD for, and they get this really direct experience with artists through the museum. Um, you know, it's not a traditional, the museum is not a traditional, like, pedagogical space, uh, but it is a situation we have, like, repeat and close encounters, and there's, there's no question um, that those have impact on the students' work. Um, some of the students are fine arts students, but a lot of the students are not. Like, there's architecture students, there's sound design students, you know, there's jewelry designers, there's, you know, all kind of art historians. So the, the docent core is, like, a really interesting um, core. And I think one of the things that is interesting about the exhibition that the students are picking up on 
um, is this idea that the the green screen app, like this idea of chroma replacement, you can you can. Um, Ira has the installation where you can change the background, just like a weather person. You, wherever you want to be, you can put yourself. Like people are jumping into cups of coffee. People have been like jumping over Dolly Parton's head. You know, there's all kinds of like ways you can can do that. But also, um, in, to bring it a little bit back to the booth that you have here, um, Ira is not only using the chroma replacement in terms of the background, but she's also using it in terms of the foreground. Too. So the work that you have Julio, here in the booth, you know, you see these color blobs and what Ira has done is taken images um, that she can get of art documentation from like the Library of Congress. So open source images, right? Ira um, is a photographer that really doesn't take her own images, make her own images. She takes images and then kind of manipulates them. Um, and here, the work that you're showing um, is part of a series that Ira thinks about as like um, called an editable art history. So she kind of makes this blob over whatever the statue is, and then um, the statue's sitting on a pedestal. So all you have left is like a blob on a pedestal. And with the app, it's your opportunity to put anything you want like on, on that app, on that, on that pedestal. Um, so I think for students, it's a way for them to think about art history is not being such a, um, a fixed fact that they need to accept, you know, that art history is fluid um, and something that they, in whatever, whatever like career choice they have, like, or, or they just want to live their life and whatever way they want to live their life, the histories that were given, the images that were given don't need to be um, as, as fixed or as solid as I think sometimes at that age you might think they are. So it's a really, um, I think, important point of um, of the exhibition. I think, and you know, a lot of the Scott students are really um, turned on by that idea. Yes, the the fact is that um, the title of this uh, set of works is "The Rest Is History," you know, and in fact, it's it's like this, you no? Know? It's like an act of iconoclastic way to remove the art history, the solid uh, weight of uh, sculptures made of marble that are in important museums, uh, conserved and preserved from the rest of the time. Um, Aira's doing like a combination of three age, three periods in terms of image. By one side, the photo engravings that comes from the 19th and 20th century. And, uh, over this photo engraving, she applies the uh, screen printing to remove any uh, trace of that sculptures uh, with a very, very, very precise technique process that is very, very important. I think that uh, it's it, it must be appreciated all the the way that she is uh, want to be as precise as perfect as possible, and to take also advantage of the meaning and the um, symbolic power of the different uh, techniques that she's using no? and finally this period where we're with our devices we can change the art history and so in that point is the contrast the tension between classical art art history and popular art mass media where all the images are moving around in different platforms in different medias no so i think that the, from the symbolic it's, it's a very very representative work of us of our time um i think that she's doing a great job and um, thanks to scott museum to count with her work 
is the first museum that uh, uh, celebrates a solo show of Aira Lombardia. And I would like to say thanks to DJ Hellerman as curator and to the SCAT Museum to have the opportunity to show her work. Thank you very much, DJ. Yeah, no, thank you. I think you have a question? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, thank you both again for for this conversation. It's so interesting and it's so great to have this work at the fair. And hearing you talk about it, I wonder, um, first of all, what the visitors that are taking these images, um, is there a place that other people can view them? Are they collectively, uh, is there a hashtag? What is the platform? That's a great question. Um, Part of the exhibition, um, the, the tidy answer is yes, there's a hashtag called hashtag void, and it comes in the app, and you know, when people share their photos, there's a hashtag. Um, they can add it, or it, it comes with the app too. Um, but part of what's so interesting is Ira's, like, there's, an, there's an iconoclasm in what she's doing in some ways. There's also um, chaos involved in what she's doing. And there's also like a, um, a recognition, um, a recognition of our inability to control the image. Right, and that's really that's really what a lot of it is about. It's it's our inability to control what goes on a pedestal, like we, and in some ways, like the the time she's thinking about is a layered time, right? It's not like a um, a sequential or a chronological time. Um, and this idea of like this foundation that then anyone can use and interact with and send out that we don't know where the hell they're going, you know, and like we really had long conversations about really trying to lock down the images so that you could only share it with the hashtag and that's just not the spirit of the work like the spirit is like um and it, it's an opening it's an opening it's not it's not a constriction of images it and in a lot of ways just recognize that it's that it's chaos um so but ira is thinking a lot about this right now because she's being flooded with images of the show just me anybody if you go online you can find them docents are sending them to her like people who come and visit the show are sending them to her so in a way it's like a really radical level of like access to a show that ira really is creating like artwork as a collaborative platform and it's the way you started this about you know julio was like Art is a space we can think, but art is also a generative exercise, right? So Ira wants, us, wants it to be a place for thinking and a space for generating more ideas. Well, that's so interesting, and I, I especially in the context of um, here in Miami Beach, uh, we are hearing so much about NFTs right now. And I wonder if you've thought about this work in the context of NFTs. It almost feels to me like the antithesis of an NFT, which is this, you know, a trackable single uh, work. I wonder if you've thought about thought about that at all. Um, so NFT discussions have come up with us. We didn't um, push them too far. You know, I think the, this is meant to be a little open source. So and in that way is in some ways at at odds with like the fundamental um, the fundamental level of control that you need to have to create value for NFTs. Um, so 
we didn't enter into that territory and we did have conversations about it, but it wasn't, um, you know, and I think the NFT, certainly the, the like, the, the peak that we're feeling now happened post the exhibition. Uh, but but they, those conversations were definitely um, in the air as we were building the show, yeah. Um, in relation with NFT, I, I think that is a field to develop, uh, but uh, I am also think that Mm, it need to be done for artists who is involved in this digital question. It's not. Uh, I don't know what, what if it makes sense. For example, for an artist who's doing paintings or something more physical or more traditional, to start to develop an NFTs. Why? Because the, to certificate the unicity, the authenticity of the work. I think that in a professional world that we are living right now doesn't make sense because it's warranted because you are professional and the gallery provides you the authenticity certificate. So at which point it's necessary to this movement, this migration from the different media to the NFT? This is my question. We need to develop yeah. spend some, some years to see how it's going. No? Yeah, ownership creation and control like have a lot of perceived rules and perceived boundaries that I think we're seeing ownership doesn't maybe doesn't mean control and control maybe doesn't mean ownership um, and, and how that intersects with like, you know, creation or, or, or the act of making, I think is really what, um, you know, some of the fundamentals of what we're struggling with, you know, like just because you, yeah, having control or creating something doesn't maybe mean you have control over it. Um, it's something that Ira is offering in the show. Thank you, thank you. Um, does anyone else have questions? Well, thank you so much uh, to both of you for this wonderful conversation. And um, we will look forward to um, seeing the work in the booth. And hopefully, um, those listening to this will be able to see the exhibition at SCAD before it closes on, in January. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much.